This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. How's it going, everybody? I'm Butch Zemar, a healthcare reform specialist and author. I'm here with uh, Eric Wilson, health insurance expert that's out there in the field. How you doing, Eric? I'm um, great, Butch. So I th- we thought we'd come together to talk about some of the things that we uh, see in the marketplace, as well as some claim experiences that people are going through. And then uh, we'll talk about some telemedicine since we're isolated into our house or, or just isolated from the general public in general, at least in the state of Illinois and across the country as well. I guess there are certain states, even Florida, I guess they started closing down or um, getting a little harder on it, but other states are involved. So the telemark- uh, telemedicine probably will come into play, but I don't think we've seen a whole lot um, uh, as far as claims or even phone calls related to the coronavirus or anything related to flus, but uh, I know I'm getting calls based on employer side where there's employees being laid off. But some of the claims people are talking about, especially early on when they didn't know what was going on and there was all these testing that were involved, that some of them of the patients were getting overbilled. But this is an ongoing topic. It's not necessarily related to uh, the coronavirus in general because there's no transparency. There's only certain states that require it. I think Florida is actually one of them, but I haven't seen anything. Have you seen any transparency of pricing coming up, Eric? Uh, I, I've heard by 2020, I know there are some places that are doing it now. Like uh, I've seen like in, I don't know if it's Ohio or Pennsylvania, I've seen a few places there, but uh, as I understand it, 2021, that's supposed to be the, the rules. But a lot of them don't want to do it. They definitely don't want to do it. Because that's, that's the, the billing little, is, 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 the, is the dirty secret of, of the medical industry. Yeah, definitely a dirty secret. I know when uh, my one of my kids had to go to urgent care and we were delayed based on uh, waiting in the waiting room, but we were there before they closed. While we were in the, uh, in the doctor's office, we did go past the closing hours, but they didn't kick us out. But when the invoice showed up, they actually charged us a $50 after hours fee, even though we didn't ask, you know, we didn't ask to wait in the waiting room. We showed up there in the normal times. We weren't asked to leave and come back at another time. They just saw us with no problems. But then we got charged a $50 fee. But they end up writing it off because it was denied by insurance. So I argued with the billing lady and said, well, it was denied by insurance because it's fraud because you shouldn't have been billing anyways that pricing. And they said, well, the major hospital started doing it. So we're, we're doing it. And I'm like, yeah, but you just wrote it off. You don't want to pass it on to me because the insurance can be denied it because it's not an authorized claim. They're trying to sneak things in. Um, and that's just what the current event is, but they've been doing this for years. How many times you've been in the hospital and there's claims that are, or doctors that are showing up on the invoice that shouldn't have been there to begin with. Well, you know, many years ago, Butch, I had blood, I had blood work. I had back surgery. I was probably 25 years ago. I had back surgery. And when I got the EOB, I saw blood work on a day. I was not there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was like a thousand dollars worth of blood work, which is, which is incredibly intense blood work. Only, the only blood work they did for me was, you know, that you go in there, they prick your finger to see what kind of blood you have. That was the only blood work they did. And I like a, it was like a thousand dollar bill that insurance denied, which right. they, they tried to put, they tried to put it off on me. And I was like, of course I had a fight and I, I won, but it was like, you know, I wasn't even there that day. How can you do mm-hmm. blood tests if I'm not even there? Right. Right. And it, and it happens all the time. And some of it's intentional, I, I would believe, um, or a lot might be, 
Uh, so there's mistakes. I always say there's somebody getting paid minimum wage typing those things in on the typewriter or the nowadays the computer for the bill, the claims. And some of the claims could be off by one character or one number. And the coding goes incorrectly. Most of the time, the insurance company has an auto feed that they pick up on some of those and then they get um, pushed back to the provider to rebuild it. But that doesn't happen all the time. But what would you suggest that are, are a couple of steps that people can take to make sure that they're not being overbilled or have extra fees that are passed on to them that they're not aware of? Well, unfortunately, you know, medical billing is complicated, but one thing I always tell people is, you know, don't, don't pay a bill from the hospital or from your doctor until you receive the explanation of benefits from the insurance company. Make mm-hmm. sure they match up, you know, and you, you, most places have a copay. If it's a thirty-five hour copay or whatever it is, you should be able to kind of figure out if it's close to right. If you don't know if it's right, contact your broker and let let them look at. It. I look at EOBs several times a month for my clients just to make sure it, it's right. And, and I had I had one recently actually where where the insurance company made an error. I don't think it was an intentional error, but they, they short paid it by two thousand dollars and billed it back to the customer. Now they fixed it as, as soon as I brought it up. I said, "Oh yeah, we didn't see that. We missed that." our mistake mm-hmm. and it wasn't intentional. I don't, this particular case, I don't think was intentional. Right. It's possible. But I mean, obviously the client doesn't know. But then also there, there's uh, while we're going through any type of treatment or testing to figure out things are going on. I, I know I've seen it. I don't know if you could sh- uh, shed some light on it, but where there's recommended testing that are involved that may not necessarily be needed for that particular thing. So then there's over usage of the healthcare system and then therefore it costs money not a, uh, to the patient. And then of course insurance, but in the, in the end, the patient ends up paying for it in the long run. Well, well and there's two sides of that, but there, there's the, the quote unquote free preventative care, Yeah, you know, the affordable care, where they're running tests that may or may not be needed. You have the defensive medicine by the doctor because they don't want to get sued, so they may run some extra tests that they probably don't need, you know. And then you have then you have the tests that are that are not covered by insurance at all. The doctor as well, we should probably run this test too, okay. And they and, and but the patient doesn't realize that they're getting a bill for that extra test. You mm-hmm. And you see that you see that a lot with Medicare, mm-hmm. you know, where, where where you know there'll be a, a test a test not approved by Medicare, and you know of course Medicare denies it. Of course the supplement denies it as well. And then a client has another bill for 30 or 40 bucks. It happens on a regular basis. I know um, a um, uh, visit that I took my own kid to, he had some symptoms going on during a sport activity and uh, the doctor was dumbfounded by the situation. He wanted 100,000 tests ran. And in some situations, I, I could see working through that testing to see if we can make some progress, but he wanted it all done. And I said, okay, so we're going to overutilize the system and I got a high deductible. So we're going to end up paying a whole bunch of money to find out maybe it's isolated to a few things during that discussion, because I challenged the doctor a little bit that we narrowed it down to certain systems that we would go see specialists for. So like ENT, cardiologists, um, pulmonologists. And so it isolated to certain the certain event that was occurring um, so that we didn't have all these extra charges and they would end up being nothing. It happens on a regular basis that certain tests are recommended because it makes them feel good or the extra testing for defensive medicine uh, just eliminate any possibility of other things going wrong. Right. Oh, and I say, uh, you see that too. And, and sometimes, and there's a handful of medications that end up being like a crutch, you know, whether it be an anxiety medication, you see that a lot, overprescribing anxiety medications and, you know, ADD medications seems to be overprescribed now. Yeah. Um, and, not, and not that ADD is not, not a real thing. I mean, some kids are ADD. Some right. people do have anxiety. Mm-hmm. But you see, you see that sometimes that's that's just a, like a like a go to because yeah. 
You know, and I don't know if that's just at the request of the parent, request of the doctor, let's try something. It just seems like there's an awful lot of those medications out there that may or may not be needed. True. It leads to the whole, another conversation when we talk about overbilling is the pharmaceutical world. The, the price gouging that goes on there at the pharmacy level is unreal. We have very limited resources to allow us to purchase outside of uh, our normal path of service, but but some people are moving to uh, mail order, but in your case, you're- well, and, that, and that's a great thing with, with prescription coverage, not, not to cut you off, sorry, but yeah, that's uh, great. I had a client a week ago, went to Walgreens to get, to get a medication, they wanted $400 for the medication, you know, applied to the deductible and whatnot. She called me, she's upset. I have a discount coupon, my discount card was about $16 for the same medication. Uh, then I got pulled a good RX, and if you went to Meyer with a good RX, you get it for $11.97. And mm. she was upset. She was, why don't I want to change pharmacies? I was like, well, it's up to you. You can pay $403 at Walgreens or you can move your prescription over to Meyer. You can take this good RS coupon that I just gave you and pay $11.97. It's up to you. Mm. You know, and she wasn't real happy because she, she, she thought it was, you know, that the, the, the medication, she should get her medication any place she wants. I was like, you can get it any place you want. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to save you some money. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. you right. Know? So right. Ultimately, she, ultimately, she got it from, from Meyer. She was, she was pretty mad at me for some reason, but. All I was trying to do was help. Ah, they're always mad at us. Right, right. Just well, the way I, it goes. Yeah. Well, how come I know about this good RX beforehand? I don't know. It's not insurance probably. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and every case is different. There's people nowadays that are, are seeing the commercials. So um, they're aware of it. Uh, so it's hard to say it. Like, why, why should we keep pounding information that maybe they already know? Um, right. But it is hard to say what would happen, uh, you know, whether uh, it's the situation is the boss, because maybe the pharmacy they're going to uh, already has it cheap and we just don't know it. And we don't know until they call us. Years ago, there was probably a bigger issue when, when you, we would sign up for coverage uh, for certain people and the prescription drugs would be covered differently because they, there was a lot more pickiness going on with the insurance companies and they would, we would switch from one insurance company to another and to find out their blood pressure medication. Uh, it was cheaper to pay cash versus the insurance. Yeah. And then that was a big scream, but, but people have gotten used to a little bit of that, but only because they're becoming smarter consumers. You got the good RX option. Then you also got worldwide uh, mail order that's going on. It started out where you can mail order from Canada, and that was initially taboo, and uh, that has grown since then. And now you can order from New Zealand or uh, India and all kinds of other places right. outside of this current scare. But but these other places, it's the same drug. You order the same drug. It's not modified. They don't put extra stuff in there and fillers and call it a drug. It's it's re- the real deal. If you order a brand name drug, you get the brand name drug. It's, they just store it at different places throughout the world to get, uh, for right. cheaper cost. Hey gang, ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing, weird expenses coming out of nowhere, and when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, Give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708-535-3006, or shoot him an email, butch at elitebenefits.net. And be sure to check out the Zemar Podcast, 
Don't wait till the last minute. Put Butch Zemar to work for you now. I want to segue into, uh, because you brought up before we jumped on the video about telemedicine. I do know uh, there's a number of practices with during the cl- climate that we're running into now where everybody is isolated that it could be a phone call and a lot of things can, can be done with a phone call. If your, your kids um, has a common cold, I mean, outside of today's environment, but as a common cold, you, you, you may not want to drag your kid to the doctor's office, expose them to other diseases that are going on or germs, just to get an antibiotic that every other kids can prescribe them the block and you could just get it over the phone. But it could actually go further. But I know a physical therapist client of mine that is doing uh, over teleconference with video so they could see the patient do, mimic the, the therapy work that they're supposed to. So it's technically an at-home procedure, but they're doing a teleconference to kind of set it up. But I don't know what you've seen lately, any changes or what you've seen in the past when it comes to telemedicine. Well, I, I, I see it, it's becoming more, you hear people talk about it in the news now or no, no one ever talked about it. I mean, it was like, you know, I would talk about to my clients, you probably talked about to your clients, hey, you have this extra, your policy comes with a telemedicine product or, you know, a lot of the associations, you know, like the, the National General short-term product comes with a life association membership and it has telemedicine. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I think Blue Cross has telemedicine now as part of their package. Uh, but people don't realize that because it's like a separate, it's not insurance, it's like on a, it's on a sidebar, people don't know they have it. And then now, now it's like bring it up. And if you don't have telemedicine, you can buy telemedicine from any number of companies out there for, you know, probably less than ten dollars a month, and oftentimes some telemedicine have a copay, some of them have no copay. A lot of them have unlimited access, and you know, it, it, you know, I'm you know, like people like you and I. You know, I don't want to go to the doctor and sit in the doctor's office. I'm, I'm busy. If I if, if I think I'm sick, let me call it in. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You have a sore throat. Here, well, yeah, what, what pharmacy you want to go to? You know, so I, mean, I think a lot of that stuff is, you know, it's it, it, it's just you know, re, retraining your mind on, on on different ways to think of things. Yeah, Dif- difference not bad. It's just, mm-hmm. it's different. But I think uh, in the current climate that we're running into, it's forcing practices and people in general to start adapting to new things such as technology driven, the video conference. I know even our major hospitals in the area are, uh, have been adopting for years. There was technology glitches in the beginning, but it's definitely moved into um, uh, uh, the right direction uh, in a lot of ways, especially because people are just so busy and they don't want to take time out of their day because I think it's goofy that employees will have to take off a, a whole days of work to go to the doctor and spend half a day in the waiting room just to get seen where a lot of that can be minimized in the waiting time, the travel time um, and whatnot. You might even have a, have a free, a free product with your, with your current insurance. Mm-hmm. Never realize it. Definitely uh, utilize that as we as we move forward. It actually when we, when we combine the telemedicine and the the conversation with the the claims over claims, you have a lot more control of the claims. Um, I believe at that point in time because I think those uh, calls are usually generally reduced uh, because you're not physically present, but you actually know who was on the call, who wasn't, who was evaluating, who was there. But uh, hopefully it'll change some direction with the claim service as well. So I appreciate your time, Eric, and uh, hopefully we'll be doing more of these so we can provide more value during this time that we're all isolated and sharing the information that to help them better with claims as they move forward, um, whether they have the virus or they don't, but just claims going forward in general. I agree, boys. Thank you. Thank you.